Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is up, sucky daters? We are coming at you live from Planet Hollywood, Las Vegas. Just me and Jared are out here broadcasting from a hotel room. Sitting on our couch. Yep. Crossing our legs with the like I- real men do. With the iHeart crew, we're here with Ben and Ashley and Becca and Tanya Wells and not Stephanie Pratt. But if you have a chance, check out their podcasts. They're all great and they're all on iHeartRadio as well. And we have a guest coming on who is starting a new iHeartRadio podcast, which you should obviously tune into as well. I guess we'll just tease that. Yeah, tell, tell us about that a little well, bit more. I, I can't tell you about it if I'm going to tease it. Okay, you're right. Jared, what's new with you, man? How are you? <laughs> uh, things are good. How, how are things with you, Dean? How are things with Kaylin? You guys are I guess this is a, the first a boyfriend, girlfriend. You guys are in a relationship. Yeah, this is the first episode that we've recorded post-Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, so, so I can finally like be 100% uh, transparent on everything. Yeah. Why don't we talk about that all episode? <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. It makes kind of good sense to me, too. Yeah, so how is relationship life? I mean, it's been good. Um, well, obviously, like we've... I've, uh, that last, sounds promising. It's uh, it's good. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's we're a, taking it one you know, hour at a time. It's funny because like we've obviously been known to be in a relationship for a long time. Like We got sniped with pictures a couple times when we were in italy and then like on planes and then in venice and so it's like it's been you're just so famous we're like really (laughs) freaking famous and it kind of was you know everybody wants to take pictures of you it's pretty crazy it's pretty challenging sometimes when you're just this famous Famous and popular and and like everyone cool taste of you but you don't have that many tastes to give out. No, you're only one man i'm only one lollipop i can only be licked so many times you know what i mean yeah until you get to the center (laughs) Right, and then you find out that nothing's actually there. Yeah, and then you have no heart. <laughs> but no, we can finally be in a relationship, <laughs> which is great. I can finally, like, well, we can, like, finally start posting each other on our stories, like, when we're hanging out. Do you have any videos, old videos, that you took when you guys were supposed to be a secret couple yeah, that you're going to post? and I've, I've been meaning to do this, actually, of just, like, running through all of my old um, 
photos and uh, like posting them on my story. Just like the that. old dial tone here on Hope I Suck at Dating. <laughs> and like catching people up on what uh, what we've been doing before we could really share anything, but I have not really got around to that yet. Maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. Who knows? Well, we saw on the end of Bachelor in Paradise, the after credits, you did a MTV Cribs style of your van. Yeah. Which, it wasn't a very long episode. <laughs> well, it's a small space. Yeah, it was a great space. Is that you uh, had a bigger van or something? No, I think the van is great. I'm just saying, you know, it's probably what? Uh, hundred. How, how, how many square feet is your van? Forty. <laughs> <laughs> I almost gave you. Yeah, maybe when I said, less. I, I almost said a hundred and fifty, and as the words were leaving my mouth, That's I was like, "I'm an idiot." Um, that video originally was like three or four minutes long. We cut it down for a minute, and actually, I didn't see the credits. Uh, I saw what she posted on her story, which I would assume it was, was the, the same exact thing. same thing. Right, and so it's I quite. Imp- you're very crafty. You made those drawers. Do you say drawers or drawers? Made the drawers. 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 It's 86 square feet, by the way. How, how, how do you know look? that? I, I Googled it. Oh. <laughs> I know what kind of van you drive. How many cubic feet do we have? Are we working with? Oh, man. I got to do some math on that. <laughs> Just maybe uh, check the height and then multiply the square feet by the height. Uh, okay. And that okay. gives us cubic feet. Wow. Because that's pretty. That's an important thing, right? Like in a normal house, you've got like a 10-foot tall ceiling, but in my van, it's a 6-foot tall ceiling. So the cubic feet is going to be less than a normal 48-foot square well, foot. Well, would you say within the van world... That your van has vaulted ceilings. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a high top. Sprinter. It's a very high top. Vaulted ceilings. I got a nice. I should get like a chandelier or something to hang from it. Um, yeah. So we maybe did a the, ceiling fan. We did the credits thing, which was you know that was a fun little. That was like by the only word I said all Paradise Reunion. Van. Um, just like the credits, like I didn't really say anything the entire episode. You know, I don't know. Oh, if you the reunion. That. Yeah, they didn't show you saying anything. Well, I didn't. I didn't say anything. You really didn't. No, I like I didn't really have anything to chime in on. Like there was the whole like obviously Blake was up there. I said my piece with Blake. And then, um, like, Clay was on the hot seat. They didn't air him, from what I understand. And then, like, Dylan was up there. Tasha was up there. Uh, Katie and Chris were up there. But, like, I'm not going to, like, chirp in and, like, say, like, uh, yeah. jo- Jordan and Christian were fighting. I was, like, holding Jordan. I'm sorry. I was holding Christian back a couple times. I was, like, just sit down. Like, who cares? No one cares. Just sit down. Don't fight him. You're not going to fight him. Um, I was, like, very silent. And actually, it was the first time in all four shows that I've done that I didn't have a hot seat. And I don't know, like, if I should be offended or if I should be happy about that. Are you trying to say you're old news now? It was just a weird feeling. Like I was yeah. cared about less this season. Why than doesn't everybody care seasons. about me? <laughs> yes. I don't know. No, I'm used to being cared about. This is the first time I haven't been cared about. Well, you are very cared about to the point where I have a question for you because I have been being asked this question for the mm. past few days numerous times. So you wore a sweet, sweet salmon jacket. Yeah. And then it was very noticeable that you had a necktie on. With a medallion that had a C on it. Yeah. And everybody is curious. Everybody in the world who's taking pictures of you from Venice to Cali wants to know, Dean, did the C stand for Kalen? Well, first and foremost, it's called a bolo tie. I don't know what it's called. You said a necklace with a medallion on it. it. It's a necklace. It's around <laughs> your neck. It has a medallion. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but you are in this case because it's called a bolo tie. But bolo tie. Got it. Hey, you learn something new every day. was for Chris Harrison. And I don't know why anyone would think it was for anything else other than that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe for your girlfriend? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got double meaning for her, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, actually, I ordered two, like, the day of. One for Chris, one for Kaylin? No, I ordered one that was, like, a sick, big elk head with sweet, huge antlers. And it was, like, really large. And I was like, this thing is so cool. And I want to wear it so bad. And it was, like, this copper color. It was so sick. But then I got the C one as well. I was like, this could be, like, a fun gesture uh, to wear for Kaylin, obviously. 
and I brought both of them to the reunion um, hotel suite that we were staying in before the show. And like even at the very last second, I was like, this one's so cool, but this one's so much sweeter. So I don't know which one to wear. So I'm going to say I reserved the Elkhead for um, a later time, perhaps. But yeah, the C was for Kaylin. Um, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I'm a pretty thoughtful guy. Well, you can just wear the Elkhead uh, Maybe at your wedding. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe at the red carpet here in um, Las Vegas. Yeah. Maybe. And then you can give the backstory. I think everybody would love to hear Although that. I did not bring it. Um, well, I that could propose a problem, obviously. Right. I did. I only brought really one outfit, so I'm just going to be wearing the same thing every single night. The shorts <laughs> you're currently wearing? Um, I, like I brought these in a pair of jeans that I wore last night that you'll see me in um, every night from here on out. Love it. Las Vegas. Are you going to wear your beanie all week? Um, I'm going to wear my bucket hat that Caitlin actually got me from the Cayman Islands. Aww. And I put my lucky feather in it. Lucky? Why is this feather lucky? I don't know. I just found it when I was in Utah, and I just called. I dubbed it my lucky feather from this point forward. How long have you had this feather? A week. Has it brought you luck? Um, actually, no. I dislocated my shoulder on Sunday. I'd get rid of the feather. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's been pretty unlucky. Um. So what else is happening since the show? So have you guys? You guys have been traveling a lot. Well, this is the first time I've seen Kaylin since uh, like two weeks ago. Wait, so Vegas is, we're currently recording in Planet Hollywood at Las Vegas, and this is the first time you're seeing Kaylin in two weeks? Something like that, maybe like 10 or 11 days. So you guys certainly give each other uh, your individuality. Yeah, I mean, I kind of encourage us to take our space from each other. Mm-hmm. She, so like, I was in uh, Los Angeles, and we were like hanging out there, obviously, I was there for a couple of days. I think it was actually after the reunion show, it could have been. Anyways, and then, no, that doesn't make sense timing-wise. And then I drove out to Denver and, like, stopped in Utah to rock climb for a couple of days, went to Denver for Broncos game, and then went back to Utah to rock climb for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, she's not going to come with me on those trips. Why not? She's not going to rock climb. She doesn't want to just sit in my van while we're out, like, cry- climbing rocks. Are there other um, adventures that she would like to go on that you could bring her? I'm, I'm maybe not rock climbing, but she, there's uh, indoor rock climbing. That's a lot of fun for a couple. Yeah, but I'm not going to drive my van to like an indoor rock climbing gym. You could know? be fun. <laughs> You're not wrong. Do you want a double date? We could both go there. I'd totally down. Yeah. I've done it once. Very stressful on the forearms. Yeah. And the hands. It's a good pump you get. It's a great pump. Um, I would love to see Ashley try to do that. And I would love to see Kaylin try to do that too. I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally down. Let's do it. Honestly, women are more often than not better rock climbers than men just because <clears> the way that they're like their weight is distributed and like their weight to power ratio is typically stronger than like a man's really sometimes i don't know anyways our next adventure uh we are so the van's in denver now i fly to egypt next i fly to egypt on monday what are you doing in egypt i just always wanted to go yeah you're gonna go see the pyramids yep um so i'm going by myself to egypt and then when i get back from egypt we are going to my best friend's sister's wedding in hawaii Ooh, Kaylin and I are going to that, and then when we get back from that, Kaylin's best friend is getting married in Arizona, so we're going to take the van from Denver to Arizona. Nice, and do that. So it sounds like things are going pretty well. I mean, yeah, I don't think that they're not going well. No, that's great. That's good to hear. We're all very happy for you. Thanks, that's all man. I'm asking. Um, no, it's been good. Uh, I, like I said before, it was. Met with it must be weird for you because you're in such a public relationship, but I know that you guys are still. You know, you're still in the early stages of dating, so I think even for myself, we're, you're always inquiring for more, because it, it from a viewer standpoint, we've seen you guys go through so much already. Like a week in paradise really isn't that long, right. but in that world, it is long. Right. And then you left, and then did this big grand 
romantic gesture and won her back. And so I think everybody from an audience standpoint is like, oh, yeah, they're they're going really strong. They're a solid relationship. It's Not to say you guys aren't, but it's just still so early. It's funny to hear like how critical people are of like the things that I'm saying and doing in the relationship. Like Kaylin and I have been dating for two months. I know. And like I have I don't. I haven't fallen in love with her, right? And people on the internet are like, oh my God, he's such a dick. He doesn't love his girlfriend. And I'm like, I've been dating her for two months. Yeah. Uh, I Not to be a jerk, I, I doubt she's falling in love with you oh, too. No, she's, she's way in love with me for uh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense actually. <laughs> um, even like on the video that she posted when we finally finally could announce ourselves as a couple in like the last video, she goes like, that's when you fell in love with me. And I like didn't respond. And I was just like, we were joking, obviously. And people in the comments were like, oh my gosh, you need to find a man that tells you he loves you, etc., etc." And I was like reading those comments just because like it's funny to me to read them. And I'm like, I've like we've been dating for two months. Yeah. I don't think it's that strange that I'm not in love with her yet. And vice no. versa. She probably honestly really isn't in love with me. It's just like it's it's so silly that people are like and especially sorry to interrupt you. What's really funny is the van thing. People are like, oh, my God, Kaylin can't live in a van. She's not van like equipped or like equipped to handle that. And my response to that in my head is always. She's not living in the van. Yeah, and she's <laughs> she not going a, to live in the she van. She has a very nice apartment in West Hollywood that she lives in, and she like sometimes takes trips with me in the van to places. Well, I guess the question is for you guys going forward: Do you how long do you see yourself living in the van? Because this is a, a choice by you, because you wanted to really experience that lifestyle and see what it was all about and yeah. travel. And so, do you see yourself living in the van for a, a long extended period of time, or do you see this more of a short term over the next couple months, and then most likely will be getting back into the normalcy of you know living in an apartment in los angeles i mean it's going well enough to the point where i don't foresee it ending anytime soon i probably will if i can make it till next june that's great that's kind of what i'm setting my sights on but honestly like i don't have any reason to want to move back into an apartment do you ever not feel safe no i've got i think my paranoia would take over i mean i've got a gun to protect myself yeah I don't think there's. A, I don't think it's inappropriate to talk about guns. It's not inappropriate, but I. I mean, I don't care if you want to get. I mad mean, as long as you didn't leave. If you you're know, listening you to this and you're getting upset with me for owning a gun, um, that's very much your right to be upset with me. That's true. Uh, but also, I hope you know that I went through the proper procedures to own the gun. Yeah. It is a single, uh, handgun. It's not like a the fully automatic rifle. It's like that's where the gun of restrictions should be taken um, uh, into account. Yeah, but I'm all for gun ownership. I just I, I'm all for uh, responsible gun ownership. Right. And one thing, Dean, you, I remember you saying how surprisingly easy it was for you to get that yeah. gun. And I think that's a comment on the the state of our of our system, well, and and especially our, the know? state of California. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, though, California like, in America it might be the most difficult state to get a gun, and it was still it was, incredibly easy. Yeah, for like me that, to I think get that's a, a problem. Someone tweeted at me because they listened to last week's episode and they said something along the lines of they were shocked at how easy I made it sound because they were Canadian and how difficult it is to get a gun in Canada. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know enough about any of this stuff, like gun le- legislation or all that stuff, to really have like a strong opinion of it. I do know that there needs to be things that need to be addressed and fixed because like obviously you see all of this horrible horrible things yeah. that happen um but it's like i think that just because like i'm some super liberal progressive doesn't mean that i can't own a gun to protect myself you know? no oh of course not and i was never uh alluding to that no i know you weren't i just meant in terms of the overall theme of this podcast yeah but I don't think that it's I don't think it's inappropriate to talk about because like this is it's life, you know? So it's no, like I, I have a gun. I'm not going to lie about not having a gun. I also think it's it's appropriate to talk about just because of the state of our our society right now in this country and how many mass shootings there are. I think there needs to be more conversation about gun control and the uh you know, 
possible changes that need to come within it. Mm-hmm. Um, even on a platform like Help I Suck at Dating, because mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, you see a lot of uh, a lot of bad things uh, overflowing into a lot of different areas of life today. But we don't need to continue to talk about that because I know this podcast is supposed to be an escape for a lot of people and like, having fun. Uh, so we do have a very special guest coming up uh, that has a brand new iHeartRadio podcast that you'll be able to listen to coming out this week. Uh, but before we talk to her, let's take a little break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him... And we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to 
stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating live from Planet Hollywood, Las Vegas. I love that we say live because it's definitely not. <laughs> it's live say, right now. I say it too. Yeah, we're living it now, but it's definitely not being broadcast live. It's always did, more fun to say live. You're right. As if... I did the same thing at the top of the episode, and I thought it back, and I was like, what? I say live. We're not live. It reminds me of uh, when they're covering Times Square. What is it? The, uh, it's the, whatever, the show on Times, uh, for New Year's New Eve. Year's Eve. The New Year's Eve rocking. Yeah, they're always like, live from Times Square, and I think it's just... Uh, it's cool to say. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward, we have a very special guest sitting with us on the couch at Planet Hollywood, um, not recording live. Uh, we have Teddy Mellencamp joining us oh, on Help I Suck at Dating. Now, you might know Teddy from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Teddy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Congratulations, by the way. You are pregnant with your third child yes congratulations you know pregnant in vegas it's really yeah it's really where it's at yeah where else would you want to be i woke up this morning i'm like why do i feel hungover i haven't had one drink i'm like oh it's just being in vegas Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's the air just breathing the air breathing the air of everybody's secondhand smoke well last year we had uh jana was here pregnant jana was pregnant yep and now carrying on the tradition yeah you know gotta have have one little i heart baby coming around yeah it's the only reason you're here because you were pregnant. Yeah, I mean, they had to. They're like, oh, we got to finish this deal. She's so, prags. So you're on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I am. And you're also starting a podcast with iHeartRadio. I'm starting a podcast about going down the rabbit hole. What does that mean? Okay, so example. I'll start with you. Yes, please. So I'll, I watch Bachelor in Paradise. And so casually, I'll like go on to y'all's Instagram. And then I don't even know what happens. But I find myself 45 minutes later on like your aunt's brother, sister's dog's yeah. page. And I'm like... How did I get here and why do I care? Mm-hmm. So it's really about any kind of topic that's currently going on, digging deep and finding out all the information wow. and then getting the specialists on to talk Very about cool. it. Very cool. I like that. And how did you uh, get involved with that? Because it's like, I don't know, that seems like a very interesting thing. For me specifically, I've had this experience when I first bought my first motorcycle, I was like looking up motorcycle crashes fatal motorcycle crashes and then all of a sudden i was watching like hummingbirds eating out of <laughs> right planters yeah you, know you go I mean? down the rabbit hole That's of youtube saying. but like you know it's just it's a very good it's a great concept well because i realized it was something that i actually do like i'll lay in bed at night and i'll be like i'm just gonna go to sleep yeah. and then i'll start slowly and then i'll just have gotten into a deep situation and i'm like i need to know more and then i like need to talk to doctors and specialists and somebody that actually does it so i can have every little crumb nice. i don't i don't want to miss it Nice. I is love there it. anything that you want to learn more about specifically? Is there one thing where well, you're like, this is why I'm starting the podcast? No, it's everything. I think that's the beauty of it. It doesn't matter if I'm watching a reality television show or it's a serial killer or it's about narcissism. I just want to know. What's I'm kind your, of a know-it-all. What's your favorite reality television show? There's a right answer here. I hate to say it, but it's Bachelor in Ooh. Paradise. Yeah. I know. I know. It's like it, now that you guys are here, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't. Well, did you watch my uh, ours like my season? I did. I'm old. I, oh, I've watched all of the seasons. I, I actually you. used to be it used to be Bachelor for me. And then I just switched. Nice. The last couple seasons, I haven't done Bachelor. It's Bachelor in Paradise. I can sense a little bit of nervousness from you right now. I just want you to know we're normal people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of a big deal. Well, I've already made all of my decisions, so, yeah. you know, it's just hard. <laughs> well, hey, it's an honor, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, so when does the podcast, like, come out? Have you been working on it, or is it one of these things that's going to start pretty soon? It comes out Tuesday. Oh, it comes wow. out Tuesday. Yeah. Teddy Teapod. 
Teddy Teapot. Love that name. Teddy, Teddy, so is it like spilling the tea? That's yeah. why Teddy Teapod. You're getting the tea every week. You know, I got it. Did you get that? I, I don't still, think I, my it. mind still just goes somewhere it shouldn't go. It goes to the tea bag, and I know uh, that's not appropriate, and I know I shouldn't say that'd that. That'd be a whole other podcast. Honestly, there could be an entire episode well, of I, teabagging. My first podcast was all about swinging and oh. open marriage mm-hmm. and toe sucking. Tell us about toe sucking. I heard about the toe sucking. Oh, I'm deep and so apparently it's about somebody worshiping your feet. Mm-hmm. It's a fo- it's a fetish. Yeah. Can I can I I think it's the dominant oh, factor. Oh, can I ask you guys? Do either of you suck toes or have you ever had it done? I've never done or sucked at all. Neither. But no. I do have this uh, one person that consistently DMs me anytime my foot is like in an Instagram story. <laughs> I do too. So do I. I do too. And he goes, you got some nice big feet. <laughs> I go, I guess they're pretty normal size. You respond? No, I don't. <laughs> of course <laughs> like, not. That's even course worse. Not. I got a message uh, saying that this person would pay me $50 for a photo of my feet. Did you send them one? I did not. I haven't responded. Yeah, Maybe funny. I should. I yeah. get a lot of show me more of those feet. And I'm like, come on. Come on, man. They're like... Like I'm, prob- I'm probably going to post more pictures of my feet, but now I feel weird about it. There's you know? a complete website dedicated to showing your feet. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if you typed in your name, your feet are and there. And here, look, we're not kink shaming here. Like, if you're into no. feet, you're into feet. That's fine. Hey, but like, yeah. I'm not into men's own. feet. I'm sorry. No. no. Well, I, I, yeah. I have, like, hair on my big toe. I, yes. The, I, I mean, men's that, feet are I'm gross. trying not to notice that you have sandals on right now. Mandals? I can't. But look, I just cut my, to- I cut my toenails two days ago. <laughs> no, no, I, they're no, no that's just too close. How do you look at them? <laughs> no. I can't. Okay, fine. Men's feet are gross, I think. They're hairy. They look like hobbit feet. Yeah, the male body. I don't do you, want, do you ever I want us get, to be guests you know? on your podcast? Because I feel like this is going pretty well. I feel yeah. like we can go down some rabbit holes. And honestly, I'm a little self-conscious about putting my feet like anywhere in your, in your <laughs> you area. You can move those over. <laughs> yeah. just, just away. Just put them away, <laughs> Dean. Toe-sucking. God. I think that could be appropriate for us to speak about as well because it's a dating podcast. Like, let's say you're dating someone and all of a sudden you're beginning to get intimate with them. Turns out they're big toe-suckers. Apparently, according to the fetish lady... You should express that you want it from the beginning because you want to find a partner that's also into it. So this is like this is well, isn't if it? If you're so into it, it's like a make or break deal. Like you have to suck toes, otherwise you're not getting your. I guess it gives you like the best. Oh, yeah. well, relationships are all about compromise, you guys. So I don't if care. You I were have been in a married almost ten years. If my husband asked me to suck his feet, I'd be like, honestly, there's the door. What if he <laughs> wanted to suck divorce. your feet? Then I would think he was a lunatic. Yeah, a like, lunatic. <laughs> like no, I get if you like it, but. I mean, especially now to mention it this late in the game, like now you're interested He's in my toes. He's been a closeted toe sucker for 10 years. <laughs> like you've just been out. waiting for the right moment <laughs> to tell me. I hey, guess Teddy, it would I depend. I finally trust you. I got to tell you. My <laughs> secret. I, I guess it would depend on the toes. level of toe sucking. Like, do they want to suck for like five minutes or they want a little taste? If they want to taste, <laughs> that's worrisome. If like they want. T- I don't think it's about taste. Well, not like taste in general, but I'm using <laughs> it as the nerve a endings. way to describe it's about the nerve endings. But I what think about it's all- if you want to suck someone's toes, where do you? What is that? How does that appeal to you? I want the listener's opinion. If you have some weird fetish, or if you've dated someone with a weird fetish, email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. We want to hear your weird fetishes. If it's sucking toes, if it's what is what are some other weird ones we can ring off real quick. <sighs> There's some people that are like extremely obsessed with like hand sanitizer, but like they need to sanitize people's full bodies. And that's like a sexual thing. Yes, like the, the sexual- cleanliness. Like they need them to be clean to that level. Nice. Okay. I don't know if that applies in the. What fan. about the one where they put on all of the uh, the the skin type plastic? Uh- <laughs> you have to use like powder to get in those things. Yep. 
you, yeah, that's you know weird. a lot about this. It I Guys, I have gone down a lot of rabbit <laughs> holes. I'm not an expert in any of them. I'm actually. Um, <laughs> I would say, because uh, I see it all the time on Barstool Sports, I'm going to say it. Eating would be an yeah. interesting fetish. Yeah. I, I actually have a friend. Her, her husband loves her to eat her his. his Oh, he gets his. Yes. Oh, usually, I feel I'm like, like I've encountered the other way I'm like, you're a good wife because no, thank and you so much. It. Wow, good for good for them. Honestly, yeah, I, you know, hey, I yeah. couldn't believe Whatever she told me. About. Actually, I was like, I'm not sure I can ever look at him again. I don't know or if you guys you. listened to. I'm sure you didn't, but Nick's podcast last week. I was talking about my sexual life and my um, the things that I'm into, and I'm basically just straight missionary for two to six minutes with the lights <laughs> off, and I want her to be silent the whole time. That's so you make it through one song. Yeah. Well, maybe like <laughs> half a song. It it's so interesting song, it because be I'm sure that girls that look at you think, wow, he must be it. Like, he's so handsome and charismatic. He must be crazy behind closed doors. Depends how many and, drinks you put in. And the then, yeah. yeah, and then you find out, nope, he just two to six <laughs> minutes, lights off, nobody speaks, missionary, and we're done. And then we don't talk about it for a week afterwards. Yeah, then I don't look at you. <laughs> What uh, what are you weirdly into, Jared? Weirdly into? Yeah, sexually with your Dean. I don't wife. talk. I'm married. I don't talk about my <laughs> sex life. Nor should you. But I still have to ask. Uh, I we you know, uh, we try some different things. Do you? Yeah. Wow. That's kind of the fun thing about being married. I'm sure Teddy could attest to this too. It's like once you are fully like committed in the relationship. Obviously, you guys were committed in your relationships before getting married. But like you can like start start spicing it up and getting interesting and like getting kinky with some stuff. I bet. Well, I think the um. When you first start exploring each other and then you have that conversation of, hey, you know, no roof. Let's just talk. What are you really into? Like, what do you want? And I think that's the most fun because then you but can be honest in that moment. But also conversations change whether you're drinking or not. Like, yeah, I had conversations yeah, yeah. with my husband at the beginning when we were dating, and we'd be drinking. I'd be like, oh, yeah, totally be down for that. And then, like, the morning come. Just so you know, like, I wouldn't actually be down for that. <laughs> Never. I have no idea why I Don't led you on to that again. Like, we're, I was blacked out. Yeah, yeah until, until the next time you're blacked out, and you're like, you know what? I lied. Let's do it. Come on. Let's try it out. Um. But no, yeah, I've had that, those, you know, Ashley and I have had those conversations sober. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fun. No, I Being like, because I like... Uh, I like I like telling, you know, I, I like telling her like, hey, this is this is kind of what I like. I think it's kind of fun. It's the okay, mystery of finding pretend out. Pretend like I'm her. <laughs> Tell me what you like. I'm all of a well, sudden getting stash. very awkward. <laughs> yeah, let's not use the actual female. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to pretend to be your wife. No, yeah. that's that probably would make it worse. Stick with D. Yeah, just staring at Teddy. <laughs> Met you five minutes ago. Listen, Jared, this is what I like it. sexually. This is, you know what? I'm gonna be vulnerable with you right now. Um. So, what other fetishes have you guys talked about? You talked about swinging. Uh, well, I learned the difference between swinging and open marriage. And what's the difference? So, swinging is you go as a couple and you decide together to swing mm. and like you're watching it. It's a group activity. Strange. There's clubs, things like that, and then open marriage which is where I kind of have an issue understanding most of the time happens after like your husband cheats on you or something. Mm. And then he's like, well, you want to be together? Uh, we've got to have an open marriage, which means you, he's free to do what he wants. She's free to do what she wants. But I just think that's a whole messy situation. Yeah. That's yeah. That creates a lot of bad. Situations. It's one thing. If you start your relationship like that, yeah. you're like, Hey, listen, this is what I'm into blah 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 but if it's after something mm. bad happens and then you're like this is the only way we're going to stay together i'd be like mm. that, and you make an interesting point i think that's worth noting that if you're in a committed monogamous relationship it would be weird to transition from that to an open relationship but if you start in an open relationship it's 
different. It's yeah, it's the, immediately way. the expectations are this is who I am, and if you want to be with me this way, right. this, it's really kind of on you. But if it's I'm going to marry you, I'm going to be with you the rest of our lives, and then three years down the road you're bored, and you're like, hey, you know what? I want to be able to sleep with other people, and <laughs> you know what? I can tell you or not tell you. We'll come up with our own rules, and you too. Well, what are your thoughts on threesomes? That may, because I just read an article. Uh, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. <laughs> uh, you didn't go so down the rabbit hole, Jared. Well, there's this whole Demi Moore thing. I don't know if you've been hearing about this because she wrote a book describing her relationships in the past. It's like an autobiography. And there was a, an article that said that the reason that her and Ashton Kutcher ended was because they started having threesomes. Hmm. Well, I think at first it could probably be fine or if it maybe happened one time with one person or one time with multiple people. But I think if you do it a couple of times, it's impossible for one person not to get jealous. Yeah. One person to feel left out. Yeah. Or I would start to notice like, oh my God, my husband is looking at her mm. in a different way than he's ever looked at me. Right. I would start overanalyzing. Yeah, there's no way jealousy doesn't come it's in. It's impossible. And if you're that person that's like, I've never been jealous a day in my life, well, then you're a liar. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Enough. Yeah, or you really don't care. So right. I just think, yes, maybe for fun a couple of times that would be fine. But in the long run, I think threesomes don't work. Have you ever yeah, had a threesome? I've never had a threesome. You know I was going to ask that question before I asked it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was ready for it. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Have you ever had a threesome, Teddy? I haven't. I've talked about it, but one of those things that you talk gonna, about it and then I'm never. Not, I'm not much of a mathematician, but on this couch right now, there's three people. Oh, God, no. <laughs> if you guys want to get weird, let's get weird. There's a, there's too many people in this room, guys. <laughs> let's keep it let's keep it clean. You don't want to have a threesome with a guy <laughs> who lives in a van with a mustache? <laughs> I mean, but I'm having to look like at his feet? Porn. Absolutely not. <laughs> Suck on my toes the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, okay. I guess I've I've had one threesome in my life. I've talked about that on the podcast before. And I tell you what, I have only had one for a reason. It wasn't really my favorite thing in the world. So I can see. Was uh, it two girls? We don't need to get into the specifics. Well, uh, <laughs> yes, that's actually what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do on the podcast. Yeah. Just diving deep. Uh, no uh, pun intended. Oh. <laughs> huh. huh. You know, huh. Dean's. As I've stated on this podcast before, Dean's it was a very me free and spirit. One of my best friends and uh, a girl who's <clears throat> also a very good friend of ours, and we were in college, and we were. Do you think it's better to have sex with in a threesome with, uh, like your close friends or strangers? Probably strangers. I would say strangers. As long as you're safe, obviously. Yeah. I well, I would say maybe one person you're close with and then a stranger. But I don't know. So many friends. Yeah. You kind of you, you've kind of crossed the line there. Yeah. I think. Yeah. If you have a fr- like a you know a friend that you hook up with, I think if you brought a, a third party in that you both don't really know, that could maybe work and it kind of just you yeah, know because you if, have it and then it goes away. But what if like the person picking is always picking somebody and not your type? Mm. Well, that's why it wouldn't be a, a, a constant thing. I don't think it would work. You know, <laughs> y- you have your friends with benefits. I don't think you could have your friends with benefits and threesomes. Well, I don't think that would work long But term. also, friends with benefits never ends up working. Oh, it always ends horrible. It always ends up tor- Yeah. I mean, or you're just in denial that it, you think it's working well. I, was <laughs> I would love to hear an example of how it doesn't end well. I mean, I still have friends that I was friends with benefits before in the past. But you guys were straight up friends with benefits. And you think the other person never... Or developed any feelings. I don't know. I guess I can't speak for their for their feelings. Yeah. Well, you just ignore them. <laughs> or was it a friend that you like? Well, like I'm still friends with uh, with them. Was it a friend that you like hooked up with, and then you guys were just friends, but then you hooked up like once or twice? Or was it, hey, we're friends, but we also find our, uh, each other very attractive, so we're gonna hook up, and yes. you guys had that talk. Yes. Oh, you had the talk prior. 
I don't know. Or are you just drinking one right night now. and then I'm it happens? Yeah, that's fine. Because there's a difference. There's a, it's one thing if you like have a little chemistry and it happens one night and then you're like, you know what? We may be just move right on from this and never talk about it again. Yeah. But to have the conversation, I, I don't think I could do that. Like, let's be friends with benefits. Yeah. No. I tried to. Ha- that happened to me once where I had the conversation. We were like, we're friends, but we're also going to hook up. Uh, and yeah, of course it didn't. I'm end way well. too controlling. No way. What do you yeah. mean? Like I, the thought of just having absolutely no control over my emotions and no idea what the other person's feeling. Mm. Like, okay, well, I'm good enough for him to hook up with, but we're never gonna have that other discussion. Right, it's like, one why? thing to say like, w- let's casually date. Yeah. But like to immediately close that door, I don't know that I'd be interested. Why do you think it's different for guys and girls? Because I feel like in this particular area it does seem a lot of the times girls are the ones who develop feelings and guys are the ones who are somehow able to compartmentalize that because i think women sometimes take things more personally than men Hmm. you know like we're i I, at least i can really only speak to myself about myself but i can tend to like overthink something and take like if if i were to hook up with somebody and they would be like you know what let's just and it was the next day let's just be friends i'd be like Oh, like, well, he's, ju- he's not into me, obviously. Right. But then why would you want to keep having sex with me? Yeah, I guess as a guy, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. It you is. don't have to commit. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to spend money. You and it's like as a guy, I, I, sometimes, you know, in my younger years, it'd be like you would do this and you you were like, OK, we're not going to do that again because it's just not going to end well. And then all of a sudden a week goes by. And you're like, ah, screw it. Let's just do it. You up? But like, exactly. Why? <laughs> it's just, it's, I feel like men are unable to control their urges as well as women. Well, and I that think might women be a stereotype, be well. but I don't like, mean it I to be. When I was younger, it was a different, a different time. But I think uh, you can also, it can be in a fun situation, but the second one person has that conversation, that's when it shifts. Right. If you're just hooking up, you're hooking up. But if one person's been like, so what's going on here? Then you're done. Then you got to stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I get that. That makes sense. Well, what's great about uh, this conversation is none of us have to deal with it right now. I know. Two yeah. married couple and a guy who's uh, about to get married. Um, <laughs> He's picking out wedding rings. Yeah. Yeah. You talked to Neil yet? Oh, uh, yeah. What's up with Neil? Uh, yeah, we've been texting a little bit back and forth. He's sending me pictures. And, nice. You know, Very cute. Totes adorbs. Um, who was your favorite paradise couple this year? Besides the obvious, me and Caitlin. It's 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 strange. I never really have favorites. Uh-huh. I have least favorites. Okay, tell us the least favorites. I, Perfectly fine. I'm like scared he's going to be here. I had a little bit of a hard time with John Paul Jones. Uh, oh, he's not here. Tasha is here though. Tasha's here. I didn't, but I haven't even seen the finale. That's the last one. The last one I saw was the one right before the finale. What specifically did you have a problem with? I didn't like when he got like all revved up and was like, "Listen to what I'm saying." At somebody else's wedding, his argumentative oh, yeah. skills are not. Uh, he's, it's weird because he, like, he's articulate when he wants to be, but then that whole argument was, "You were like, what are you doing?" Yeah, it just <laughs> made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, but I thought that like Hannah and Dylan, Dylan were a nice couple, but then once you become a nice couple, you don't see them anymore. Right. So then you like yeah, they go lose away. interest as a viewer. Dylan no probably should like left and gone home or something and then came back and asked her to be his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just add, add some drama. Yeah. It's the only logical thing to do, really. Um, okay, so we don't like John Paul Jones. That's, that's I mean, it's fair. not that we don't no, like him. we don't him. like him. You said it. We don't like his character on, you know. See, what? John uh. Paul Jones, seems he's he seems like such a big teddy bear and he seems like he has such a big heart, but I think he 
in areas of life are, are, is very immature. And I think that was shown at mm-hmm. the wedding when he just was trying to bulldoze over people to. What ended up because I didn't back. watch the finale. What happened with Clay and his chick? They, uh, they, they broke they up. Broke up. Yeah. They didn't air any of that though, right? Not at the reunion, but they showed them leaving paradise separately. The thing was, it was weird because Nicole was saying, hey, you're either in love with me or you're not. Yeah. And Clay was like, I'm not there yet, but I want to leave together to work on things. And she was like, no, it's either love or nothing. And then they and then he said bye. And oh, but they like, didn't specify. Well, he was like, I want to leave with you, but I'm not there yet, which I thought was totally right. respectable that was and understandable. Fine. And she was like, nope, you're either in love with me by now or you're not. And so I probably could have guessed that. Yeah, it was a little weird. Tell us about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Well, you know, it's it's a different thing because they're filming us in our own environment. Yeah. So you're living your life with your family, you're doing your job, you're being with friends, but you never know how much is going to be aired. Mm. You know, you know, last season we filmed Tuesday through Saturday. Dang. And so that's a lot of filming. And then I was like, wow, we didn't see anything of anything I did with my family or my business. We just see me like. With the other women. So, and then the, the year before, we saw so much about my family. Mm. So, you'd kind of never really know what you're going to get. But it, people are like, is it scripted? And it's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the way I kind of say it is like, I, I'm not a dramatic person, but the second that you know that like someone's saying something to you and it's about to be judged in a very large scale, you may have a bigger reaction mm-hmm. to it than you do in your natural life. Yeah, Why do you think that is? Because if somebody, okay, and in like day-to-day life, if you said something rude to me, I'd be like, okay, I'm probably just going to ignore this person. Yeah. But I'm not going to see you the next day and have to be at lunch. And, yeah. you know, so I, I would, if I knew I was going to have to see you the next day and we we're going to keep being together, I would have to say like, you know, Dean, I thought that was kind of what you said. And then all of a sudden there's drama. Right. I agree. I think it's very similar in the bachelor world because in everyday life, you don't have to face these confrontations. You know, you can just walk away. You can let it brush right off your shoulder, be the bigger person and just move on. But in this reality TV world, you are forced to face that because you are going to see them because you're on the same beach together. And you have like producers encouraging confrontation too. But ours actually really don't. I've heard that a lot about The Bachelor. They really don't. But if if they can feel it, sometimes you won't see that person Mm. for a while. So then it builds. Right. Mm. Because then you're talking maybe about that person because you haven't been able to see them. Right. And it's also with the bachelor. I don't, it's not like a producer coming up and saying, you have to go talk to this person. It's just done in a way where you're sitting at a table and all of a sudden the other person walks into the same area as you. And there's a huge elephant in the room. That's just impossible to ignore. And there's, there's that too. And there's, uh, there's a lot of agreeing with to like, your sense of I guess like pride in something you know it's like let's say it's like two people are arguing right and then they go their separate ways uh you'll have you know this person's idea being agreed with over here while this person's idea is being agreed with over here so it's basically just like spiraling more their like their ideas are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then when they get back into an argument they're like even more convicted in their because they've talked about it because they've been agreed with and they've like they've been thought that their idea is the right idea (laughs) right you know totally what was the deal with the uh the date food. You're not supposed to eat the date food. No, you That's, eat the date food. I mean, you can't eat it. I don't. That, you're talking but, about the Taj Wan girl. Freaking yeah, out. like what was going on? I was like, what is happening? We eat our food. We go to dinner, and we're like, we're gonna eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, they feed you before the date. Yeah, they make sure that you eat because the food. I think also eating on camera is not the most appealing 
And you know, sometimes we're just desperate, you know. No, we hey. Have, we have to. We're like, we've been <laughs> we at this like 48 hours. I'm going for it. And so I think that's why you're probably fed before the date. So you're not hungry going on it. I would still always eat the food because the food's right there. Plus, you're trying to fall in love in a day. You know, there's no time for eating. You got to be talking the whole time. <laughs> you got to be like coloring each other in paint. And who knows yeah, what talk else? about the future and kids and your demons did, and your past. How did Real Housewives of Beverly Hills start for you? For me, um, I knew one of the women just casually through like a mommy and me class. Uh-huh. And then they kind of reached out and said, would you be interested in doing it? And so it was already a show and you kind of were like a mm-hmm. late... Uh, arrival? A later, yeah. Late edition, I guess. A later edition. Nice. What's a mommy and me class? Mommy, oh, you're going to learn all about this yeah. when you actually have kids. Oh, that's really good. Can you give Jared some uh, advice as a newly married man, like what he can do to keep Ashley happy? Yeah. So, well, Tell are me you guys how to keep already, my wife happy. You know, I think, listen, mm. ask questions. Ugh, but around the times that you know she <laughs> wants to talk. Like, example, I'm like a big talker in the morning, but before bed, like, honestly, zip it. Like, yeah. I just want to go to sleep. My husband will come home and be like, so tell me about your day and but and want to have this full conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we just like set a day date and we'll like go over all of these details. But like 830 at night when I'm like watching my show. I love how eight. Th- I, I was. Th- <laughs> I thought a, you were going to say 11 o'clock I'm at night. I'm all Jared. Uh, when I'm in bed and want to just fall asleep at 830 at night. Well, once you have three kids and you are, you know, it's pregnant with another one, you uh, you go to bed early. But I think the biggest thing is listening doing like spending time together when you both want to not like doing those like we have to go on a date we're going to do this tonight but like do things that are actually special see that's an interesting question do you find yourself having to schedule those dates though because i feel like i've heard from a lot of married couples oh, that you sure. have to schedule those dates well, yeah well especially once you have kids yeah and also what we were realizing for a while we were always scheduling like double dates or things with a group which are fun but you're not really connecting mm. when you're in a group. You're having fun and you're drinking or you're doing whatever. But like to actually connect with your spouse, you have to figure out what it is that you're going to do together. So for us, it'll be like, oh, we'll go on a hike and then we'll go before I was pregnant, like a boozy brunch. And yeah. that's kind of, you know, we'll have a babysitter for the kids. And then afterwards, we're like, we're great parents. Let's go yeah. home and have fun. Yeah. But we're connecting in that way versus a dinner at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night where you're tired. You get a babysitter to watch your kids sleep and you're just like. All right, we're here. Now yeah, what? Yeah. Now what? We have a glass of wine and yeah. dessert and get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to go to bed. Yeah, like, I want to watch go. my shows. Let's keep this moving. So sh- I think it's just keeping it, figuring out what it is that you guys like. Yeah, I noticed that Ashley and I connected more on the honeymoon than we have in a very long mm. time because it was just the just two of us, which is just something, you know, we can make, make it. if we try, <laughs> just the two of us. You and I. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I noticed that, that it was the first time for months that it was just her and I without any distractions and really connecting on a different level than we had in a very long time. Because before the wedding, we were planning so hard for that moment, which we were very happy that we did because when the day came, the weekend came, everything happened exactly how we wanted to. And it was so personalized that it meant the world to us. But for months before, just with the wedding and work, because Ashley and I, you know, being from the Bachelor franchise, we kind of do, quote unquote, almost work together to a certain extent mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I think for a while you you spend so much time together that you forget that you're not spending Same quality, quality time. time together. Yeah. Wow, that was in unison. That was impressive. Yeah, well, <laughs> she well, knows. <laughs> it's true because just being in the presence of your partner doesn't actually mean you're spending time together. Yeah. Just sitting there and watching sports or a show or whatever doesn't mean you're connecting. Mm. Yeah, but sometimes that's nice. You want to sit there and hold each other's hand, but like you have to actually be vulnerable 
and talk about what's going on in your life to actually grow as people and as partners and you got to share your fears or what you're excited about totally and even just you know we if we're having coffee together in the morning or or, or anything it's always like all right well we have this then that and then da, 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 and you're going over your schedule and what we're doing and you're always working for the next thing and and so i think on the honeymoon when we were having coffee or breakfast in the morning we we're just sitting together and it was just a different feeling and you're spending you're you're connecting on a different level and so ever since we got back I think it's been a little sad just because now it's back to, yeah. all right, well, what's next? We got to do da, 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 and you're scheduling and you're forgetting, okay, we really need to just spend quality so time. While together. you're scheduling, schedule that one little pocket of time yeah. for you guys to do something special. I know it's Bones so hard Not something though. you're getting paid to do, not something <clears throat> that, not an appearance, not a concert, something you guys really want to do together. It is hard though because you spend so much time together with your 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 significant other that it's weird to schedule just a time with them that doesn't have to do with work or anything like that because you don't see other people in in your life. You know, for as example, you get, like, yeah, but as you get older, you're going to see even less people. Yeah, I know. But it's, <laughs> it's so weird because I think friends don't understand. Like a great example uh, is, is, is a friend, Nick, who like always kind of busts my balls that like he doesn't see me anymore because I spend so much time with Ashley. But then when I'm with Ashley, I think I don't spend enough quality time with her. So it's hard to balance life. And everybody right. goes through that. I'm sure you've obviously been through that with friends and and ever since being married that. You're like, no, I need to spend more time with my wife because we don't spend enough quality time together. But I think if it's you so actually kind of schedule, even it's something that my husband loves to go play basketball with his friends. Mm. And he used to do it on Saturdays. And I was like, you know, here's the thing. I want you to see your friends. I really do. But Saturday is like our family day and we're together. Like, can you pick one night during the week? You can go play basketball as late as you want. Go out to drink with your friends after. But like can you just do it a different day than Saturday? Because I feel a disconnection from mm. you when you go and do that every Saturday. Mm. And then him just switching the day around made such a big difference for us. And neither of us are feeling like we're missing something, but he didn't have to give it up. He didn't have to give it up. No, I'm like, Hey, just important. pick a night now. I'll do it Thursday nights. And you know, it's great. Nice. But I can't, it's I can't wait to be married. Having to, you know, you have to make compromises. I don't know what that word but, means, but I have to do things like, you know, make his breakfast. And I'm like, we took that. Have you guys taken the love languages? I'm sure you. Oh, haven't. of course. But yeah, it's such a you millennial thing now. Oh, not as a couple, but I know what my love languages what is are. What is it? Okay, I give uh, physical touch and acts of service, and I receive acts of service and physical touch. <laughs> yeah. So my husband's is acts of service. I'm like, I hate doing Tight. things for people. Tight. That's your that's yours as well. Uh, no, mine is uh, I think quality time and uh, I think it's acts of service. I just love nobody's is words of affirmation. You want mine is, is really it? yes. Which I was like I don't even I feel so uncomfortable when I get compliments. That seems like strange to me. Yeah. But I realized it's it comes with like when I do an acts of service for my husband. So if mm. he's like hey will you get breakfast or whatever it is and, and then like I give it and he'll grateful. be like hey where's the salt and pepper. You know, then I'm like, go F yourself versus when he's like, oh, thanks, babe. I appreciate it. Love you. You know, those things really resonate with me and kind of set the tone for our day. I will say one of the reasons that mine and Kaylin's relationship works so well is I'm really bad at giving words of affirmation. It's like by far my weakest love language to give by like a long shot. And she doesn't uh, receive her least receiving 
love language is words of affirmation. Like I'm so bad at just like waking up and rolling over and be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful and I care about you so much. Like, ov- like obviously I think those things and I do feel those ways, but I'm just like bad at expressing it verbally. Do you get nervous saying it or you just don't want to feel vulnerable? Doing I don't know. It? I just am uncomfortable saying it. Maybe I don't, maybe it's like a, a fear of vulnerability or something. But I guess my point is it's like she doesn't, re- she doesn't need that to feel loved by me, which is really nice. Well, she be- probably likes affection and she likes physical touch physical and acts touch. of service and like ob- and quality time. She's big on quality time, of course, as well. Why is it hard to say words of affirmation? I find it difficult as well sometimes. Mm. Like I think about this not only with my uh, relationship with Ashley, but also my relationship with my sister, my parents. For some reason, I find it difficult. I'm getting better at it, but I find it difficult to really like say I love you. I don't know. I think it might be a man thing because mm. even sometimes with my dad, like you can tell it's almost an uncomfortable. It's yeah. an uncomfortable moment when we're like on the phone together and we're about to hang up and I'm just like, all right, uh, love you. Bye. As I, if like, I just got to say it cause I, I love you and I want you to know that. And I know you know that, yeah. but I'm going to say it anyway because I want to say it. I sent uh, well, I spent the night in Denver at my best friend's house this past weekend. And as I was leaving, I like rushed out the door real quick. I was like, like great seeing you, bro. Like I'll catch you later. And then I was like driving with my brother uh, out to Utah and I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, like I really wasn't appreciative enough of like what Mike did. So I sent him the, like this long text, like, Hey, like I really appreciate our friendship. I, you know, you were a great host, blah, blah, blah. But like for some reason saying it was a lot harder than just like texting it, you know? And like, I know that he, he was like, dude, of course, like I knew that you were super grateful and all that kind of stuff, but I appreciate you saying something. It's like your father, like your father knows that you love him, but like sometimes it's like hard to say it. Yeah, you know I mean? it's, I don't I know if it's it a guy thing. I think it where you are in your like, your frame of mind that day and you don't want to feel like it sounds forced or fake. Because the second you feel like you're saying thank you or I appreciate it or you mean yeah. so much to me, but you're not actually feeling it in that moment, then all yeah. of a sudden you're like, I don't feel genuine with doing this. Yeah. Because like how many movies do I have to see where you know, uh, the main character is losing someone they love and they're like, I should have told you every second of every day. And it's like, I need to be saying it every second of every day because I want to say it. And for some reason, I have difficulty saying it. Especially if you feel it. Um, Well, that was was great. We're going to jump into some Facebook questions. And Teddy, we want you here to help us answer these questions, okay? But before we do that, we are going to take one quick break and then we'll dive right into it. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report 
that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Not live. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I'm How sorry. about I start it and you finish <laughs> I it? That was, I thought that was going to be funnier than it was. <laughs> <laughs> then no one laughed and you were like, oh, I'm missing social cues. Uh, anyway, we're in Las Vegas at Planet Hollywood. Uh, we have Teddy Mellencamp joining us for some Facebook questions. Uh, if you guys are not in the Facebook group, you should be. And uh, let's give a shout out to the Millie. moderators, Millie and Suze. Susie. Susie. I think Susie might be a moderator. I'm not sure, but I'll she's be honest, I constantly keep, active. I haven't been keeping up on the Facebook page as much as I used to, but we do um, obviously love encouraging conversation there. And if you guys have any questions or like you want to chime in about the podcast, obviously you write on that wall on Facebook. Or you can, of course, email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com your kinky things that you're interested in just email us anonymously maybe that's better than the facebook post because then your name's attached to it but yeah if you have any kinky stuff that you want to keep secret definitely email us anonymously (laughs) anonymously we have um some questions that you guys asked that jared's going to read and we're going to try and talk about them of course so obviously quick shout out to the facebook group podcast and also quick shout out to the instagram which we've been uh you're killing the instagram i'm not gonna lie but doing pretty good do you like uh, did you like my post of your (laughs) face I was like, how douchey would it have been if I posted that? Well, I'm allowed to post <laughs> No, it. I know, I know. I appreciate it. Oh, it was, the, it was my favorite post of all time. I got a lot of comparisons to Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka and an Oompa Loompa, which I don't really understand how it could be both of those. Because you're so tan, I think, the Oompa Loompa. The Oompa Loompa, and then the hair, kind of like it, the way that it like flowed down my ears. And I think it was also the color of your jacket. Yeah, that's fair. Because I think he wears a was very... Was it purple? Well, it's like it salmon. Purple. It was like salmon purple, yeah. 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 
very Willy Wonka-esque. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, should we say people's names? I guess, right? Because it's on sure, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so this is Rebecca, and she writes, at what point do you think it's normal to have the defining the relationship talk? Uh, and she gives a poll here. Two months after the first date, one month after the first date, or four months after mm. the first date. And the two wi- is winner the is two months. Of course. Second place is one month. Third place uh, is four months. I don't think there's like an umbrella length of time you can be like, all right, we've been dating for 60 days. Time to DTR this, you know? But um, what do you think? I-, I think if you're not sure at four months what you're actually doing, mm. then that probably means you don't need to have the conversation because, because you you're probably just to. casually dating. Yeah, it's four months not, in. You're pro- it's probably not going anywhere. I think, um, I mean, yeah, I would say a few weeks. I'd say I a, think few weeks is a little a little early, but I so think a, a month? couple. I think, think two. I think two months is fine, but I also think having to have that defining conversation almost isn't necessary if you're in a good situation. <clears throat> well, yes and no. I think both people want to be on the same page of hey, this is a boyfriend-girlfriend, right? Not just a, hey, we're hanging out, but we're not sure where it's going. Right, but don't you think when you're in a good relationship and you're having regular conversations, there isn't just that one sit-down, like, hey, what are we doing here? I would say yes and no, because I feel like I have so many friends that feel like they're in really good relationships where it just hasn't... They're like, I'm pretty sure that we're... Just right, with but, each then other, one, but, but then once they have the talk. conversation, is it over or is it good? Well, no, I think once you have the ha- conversation, as long as you're in a good relationship, then it would be, hey, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. Because it is awkward being in that situation. Say, you know, say hypothetically, Teddy, you were dating Dean and you guys were hanging out a few times and it's been a month in. And then, Teddy, you were like, hey, my cousin's having a cookout. Would love for you to come. He comes and you're like, hey, this is my. Um, uh, this is Dean, and we are hanging out. So I think before you even bring him to the cookout, wouldn't you want to have a conversation to say, hey, am I introducing you as my boyfriend? Because we're boyfriend-girlfriend, right? I, I'm i kind of old school. I would hope that he had the conversation with me. I don't know or, that I would. Yeah. I don't know if I, if I have to be in a situation where I'm like, do, do you like me enough how I can introduce you? <laughs> I don't think I'm like going to keep going down there. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, do you have another Facebook question, Dean? Because yep, Dean stole my phone. I was going through it. I don't bring my phone to the podcast. I try to focus on uh, the conversations that we have. But yes, let's see. This uh, young lady, Melissa, says she just got back on the dating scene and she wants to know why guys that she meets for the first time start texting her, babe, how are you? Or babe, when are we hanging out? She says she feels a bit weird about them calling her babe since she barely knows them. Does that mean that they're into her or are they looking to just come over and make out? I think they're just looking to come over and make out. Who calls someone babe? Yeah, the first a stranger time they meet babe. They're they're looking to hook up. I sometimes say, and Ashley can attest to this. Um, <laughs> I say sometimes hun, but I'm a married man, so I feel like I I can say it now. But like, I, I know that sounds weird, but my dad says it, and that's where I got it. Where like he's getting coffee, and he'd be like, "Oh, thanks, hon." You say th- you say hun to Ashley or other no, people? No, no. no, to other people, but like. I don't call Ashley hun. He calls me babe. Yeah. He calls other like people, like strangers out in the world. Oh, sorry, hun. Yeah, I call Ashley babe. Are you 85? I know, I know. What is happening? I know, it's, but my dad, I got it from my dad and he does it all the time and it's such an Thank you, darling. Yeah, it's kind of like that and so I've, I've noticed doing it and in the moment, I'm like, why the hell did I say that? I'm so awkward. 
And I really just blame my father. No, I think it's fine. It's fine. It's but not. But babe, if, and also, what time are they texting you? Yeah, if, if they're it's like texting three you in the morning, like, too. in the middle of the night. Like you said earlier, the you babe. up text. Yeah, you up. All right, so babe, Matt, you up. Matt posted a question <laughs> in the Facebook group as well. He says, why do girls find it such a turnoff that at 25 years old, despite him having a good job, that they don't like that he lives at home with his parents as a 25-year-old man? It's kind of like the new normal. I'm sorry, but 25 living at home isn't that crazy. You're on your parents' health insurance till you're 26. He just wants to, he wants to know what women yeah. generally think of it. So, Teddy, what would you think if you were, let's say you were single and you met a guy and you were interested in him? It turns out he's living at home with his parents. I haven't ever had to go through that, but I think for me, I would be a little bit like, okay, you graduated college, you have a job, like, don't you want to support yourself and start progressing? But yeah. His defense, he says that rent is very expensive. He's like saving up some money. He's and got a good job. He just like I mean, but in order to grow, you have to invest in yourself right. and invest in the life that you're creating. And if you're still having your mommy do your laundry, you're uh, kind of stifling yourself. Yes, I think it also depends because if you're 25 and you know that you're going to move out at some point soon, that's different than you're 25 and you have no idea where you're going and that's why you're yeah, living with your parents. Yeah, I think it. D- I don't think it's necessarily living at home, but if you're with a guy and they don't seem like they have any goals mm-hmm. or drive, mm-hmm. to me, that's not attractive. Right. Totally. But if you're 25 living at home because you owe $200,000 in college in debt, co- yes. then that's different uh, then than that's different. being 25 and working at you know the 7-Eleven because you don't know where you're doing with your life. Not that's saying right. 7-Eleven is a bad job. It's a great job. But just you in just terms of your dreams. You just want people to have, have a goal and to want to have a purpose in their life. And right. that's what women are attracted to. Totally. I always get, I always get kind of... Um, not, I guess not thrown off or anything like that. Like, what are, do you have like long-term goals that you set for yourself? Like, do you like write down your like five-year, ten-year, fifteen-year goals? Either I do. I don't write them down. Hmm. Um, but I think, especially now, newly married, my goals are more family-oriented. About you know buying a house, having kids, uh, you know, seeing where we're going to settle down. That's kind of in, in term in terms of my goals right now. Right. I'm still career-focused. Um, but that's been obviously the main focus of my head right now. Right. What about you? I, I, don't, I don't write down long-term goals, but I do write down like in the morning, I write down some things that I'm grateful for. I oh, have wow. anxiety. So for me, that really helps. Like nice. these are the things I'm grateful for. And then I write down my three non-negotiables of every day. Hmm. So three things that I'm going to accomplish. And I know that when I do those things, it'll like create confidence and making sure that I continue to get those. Can, things can you give us like a, for instance, like an example of one of those, you know, it could be something like, you know, I had to, I, I run a business so that I have 45 women that worked for me. And I was like, I am going to set the Zoom call for this week. This is what's happening. I'm going to set it for Tuesday and I'm taking action today. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes in your head, you're like, I'm going to do this. And then you put it off. And then all of a sudden you've created this unnecessary, like weird feeling inside yourself mm-hmm. because you're just not doing it. Right. And then you do it and it takes. It takes two seconds. Right. And you're like, why was I thinking about this right. for three days? That's a good that's a good method to write down the three non-negotiables that you're going to do that day. Yeah. And it could be fitness related. It could be health yeah. related. It could be I'm going to have that conversation with this person today. Right. But I'm not putting it off right. because putting it off is what creates that like uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. I guess the reason I asked that question is because for me personally, like I guess when I think of goals long term, I don't know what mine would necessarily be. And so it's like. You want to date someone that has goals, obviously, and you want to be attracted to people that have goals and um, are working towards them. But like, I'm trying to think of what mine are. And I'm like, well, oh, I crap, think I you can. Know. It doesn't necessarily have to be goals, but like, what do you want out of your life? Mm. And if you're still fully have no idea, like for me, I knew I like 
wanted to feel comfortable in my own skin. I wanted to be married and have kids, and I wanted to feel like I had a purpose. Mm -hmm. So I found a career that I feel that way. You know, I'm well, able to help actually. other people, and but yeah, but, but I wanted both. Right. Because I had one, and then I was feeling like I want to be able to do both. And I think that just being able to talk through it with your partner and saying these are the types of things that mm -hmm. I care about, that's enough. Yeah. So really? one more question before we wrap up yeah. uh, from the Facebook group. This is from Melissa, and she says, Am I overreacting if a guy I'm talking to takes over two hours to respond back to me? He's told me he isn't talking to other people, but obviously we haven't. DTR yet? Do we know define what DTR? Define the relationship. Oh, hey, I'm an idiot. Wow. Should I be worried or just relax? Dating sucks. Crying face emoji. If he says he's not talking to other girls and you don't have any reason not to believe him, it sounds like he's kind of defining the relationship there. Do you and, think or no? And I think everybody's a different type of texter. Yeah. Like my husband is not an immediate texter backer unless he needs something. Mm -hmm. But you know it. I'm the type, like, if I have my phone on me, I'm going to text right back. Te texting really changed the dating game, didn't it? Because now you no longer call anybody. You just text. And now texting is such a game to a lot of people where they have to wait to respond because they don't want to seem needy. Right. Or uh, you... Um, you know, you text immediately back because you want them to know that you're interested. very interested. But like, truthfully, either the guy likes you or he doesn't. Yeah. It do the text time really doesn't matter. It, you're going to figure out whether he's into you, not by if he texts you within 20 minutes or two hours. See, I used to. Um, You'd plan out the, no, uh, the wait I was, time? I was I thinking that. about in high school, before texting was a, a mainstream thing, um, that... I remember one time there was a girl that I, I told her I'd call her that day, but I was so terrified to call her that I knew she had cheerleading practice. So I intentionally <laughs> called her while she was at cheerleading practice. Nice. So I knew she wouldn't pick up. So it took all the pressure off. And then when she called me back, I didn't answer. <laughs> nice. I was such a So she a thought baby. you were playing a game, but you were just a nervous wreck. Probably, or she just thought I was an idiot. I don't know. Probably the latter. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so now that's just like the modern day of like texting, but waiting two hours and be like, oh, sorry, I was doing this. I do remember as a like a middle schooler and high schooler calling someone that you were like had a crush on was like the most terrifying thing in the world. Oh, yeah. So I can empathize with you because it was very scary. Especially if you had to call their house. Yeah. And their parents would answer. Oh, because then you would ask, oh, is, is, is Sarah there? But we, I, when I was growing up, it was different. We all had pagers. Oh. Like, the, the, like this is the 90s. You'd get the page and then you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I call back. This is my cue. How old are your children? My children are, my stepdaughter is 11, and then my daughter is six, and my son is five, and I'm, you know, four and a half months pregnant. So the stepdaughter is about to be at that age where she, like, I'm sure she's probably, like, dating boys, right? No! Oh. I hope not. I, I don't know. I she, think you might be in she, denial about that. I know. Well, I, I try to <laughs> kind of... my reaction. I think you are in <laughs> denial about that. Well, no, you try to, like, hint around, but without giving them any ideas. Yeah. But, I mean... I don't know. My actually, the seven-year-old or the six-year-old, she talks about boys a lot more than her older sister. Mm. And I'm like, "Can you not?" She's like, "Did you see him at you're school like today? He grade. grew his hair out." I'm like, "Yeah, always tell mommy everything." Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, <gasps> "Yeah," and I'm like, "Should we do an all-girls birthday?" <laughs> all girls, no boys, no boys ever allowed. Um, all right, well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating um, live from Las Vegas. Hashtag not live. Teddy, thanks for coming on. You Thanks, rock. guys, for having me. Yeah. Make sure you check out her podcast, which comes out <laughs> Tuesday, Teddy Teapod. 
not teabag. <laughs> Teddy Teapot <laughs> on iHeartRadio, where Teddy Mellencamp jumps into all different types of subjects and goes into a dive deep of each one of them. Uh, Teddy, thank you so much for coming on. We yeah, really appreciate it. it. You're the best. Thanks, you guys. I hope to have you on mine as well. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I would love nothing more. You just let us know. We, we'll, we'll be there. You guys bring me a good topic, and we'll, we but we have to do fair investigations. I'm going to find the most random thing for us to talk about. All right. I would love to. Big Some, th- maybe something about mustaches. Yeah, sure. Big thank oh, you to uh, that'll be a hard Hollywood <laughs> for putting us up here in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. the best casino on the Strip. Oh, it's the best. And also, thank you to Shake Shack. Big I thank mean, you to Shake Shack. Who, who doesn't love Shake Shack, right? They've got so many locations all over the place they've got the best burgers around they got this flat top vienna hot dogs that we all know and love and the shakes my god the shakes the uh, shakes are the best a shake a cheeseburger and the cheese fries with the cheese on the side so you can dip it in i heard about this hack the other day yeah it's Ashley actually does that. me because yeah. it's the cheese fries but you put the cheese on the side so you control how much cheese are on your fries oh my god it, it's you know shake shack uh, really puts the the eater in control i love it um and you can find a location near you at uh, shakeshack.com or on the shack app that, of course, is our beloved Easton Allen, who is the biggest Shake Shack aficionado. Anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Thank you again to every one of you for listening and to Teddy and to Jared and to everything else. And to Vanessa, who unfortunately could not make it to Vegas. Oh, but I we're totally thinking of her. We miss her. This podcast. And we love her. I'm just kidding. I texted her yesterday. Apparently, her dog got really sick. So let's send her Aww. some good vibes. Good vibes towards Vanessa. Um, be sure to tune in next week where maybe we will suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.